0: you all look like beautiful stars tonight. You to be Watson taking a deep shot looking for Fuller. What a cat!
1: Oh, no. The pressure of J.J. Watt. But I'm trying, Ringo. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd.
0: Deshaun Watson does it himself. You're gonna to want to be comfortable today. Watch the show.
1: Night of the fight, you may feel a slight sting. That's pride fucking with you.
0: Fuck pride. For the win in overtime to advance the Texans. Welcome in H-Town.
1: What's happening, America and Houston? You know what time it is. You know what we do here. You know what this is. This is the Believe in Texan podcast telling you the truth about the Texans the way we see it.
0: And, uh, you know, to to quote our boy uh, Jack Nicholson... Some of you can't handle the truth, or you know what, I think we're at the point now, Henry Thomas, where folks can handle the truth when it comes to the 1-5 Houston Texans. Welcome into the Believe in Texans podcast. That is Henry Thomas, and uh, for those of you that don't know, you're about to know all this gentleman did was spend 14 years starting in the National Football League. Two-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, 93 and a half career sacks, the most ever by a nose tackle in the history of the National Football League a Bayou Bangle and the Pride of Eisenhower High School. Swoop, swoop. <laughs> and uh, you know, a regular member and a uh, proud, proud uh what what would you say? Proud um what am I trying to say here? Uh, member? No, you're not a you're not a member of it. A a um Oh, I, I, you, you came up from the faux-faux. <laughs>
1: <A> proud <laughs> residents and the pride <laughs> of the faux-faux.
0: See, I fucked up and said you were the pride of Eisenhower High School. So yeah. that's why. you <laughs> have you messed up there or not? <laughs> I threw it off a little this. bit. Threw it <laughs> off a little bit. You know what? That doesn't take away from that. You know what? We, we've got a very Texans-like start to this show today. Yes. <laughs> Henry, don't let me forget to remind the folks at home uh BetOnline.ag, the proud sponsor of the Believe Podcast Network. Listen, folks, uh, we've been telling you all year, we're going to tell you again, the NFL season is in full swing. I'm not telling you guys anything you don't already know as we get ready to go into week seven of the National Football League. And listen, we get it. You might not be able to be at the game this year. I mean, really, let's call it what it is. Most people aren't able to make it to the games this year. But you know what? You can still be in on all the action over at BetOnline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching BetOnline.ag gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And then you know what the thing that we love the most about it, Henry Thomas? It's the fact that the online casino never closes. So head on over to BetOnline.ag today and take full advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag. Go there and sign up today. BetOnline.ag. It is your online sports book experts
1: absolutely you know we are well
0: the texans defense anyway because yeah. the texans offense has finally come alive it's only it, i don't think it's a coincidence that uh two games uh, removed from the Bill O'Brien era, and the Texans have had two of their uh, best offensive performances of the year so far. Uh, Deshaun Watson looks like the quarterback that we all expected him to look like before the season started. He looks like the guy that got the fat four-year, $140 million deal. Uh, hell, Brandon Cooks is starting to look alive again. Uh, hell, we've actually had, we had a couple of Randall Cobb sightings. Randall Cobb had himself a hellacious touchdown catch uh, in that game yesterday as well, or excuse me, on Sunday as well. Uh, just a, a tremendous catch uh, that he made and was able to keep his feet in bounds. So, um, you know, he's starting to come along. Will Fuller had a, a, a tremendous game the other day as well. Uh, the running game continues to be a work in progress. Uh, David Johnson, not one of his better games. He, uh, he had 19 carries last week for 19 – or, excuse me, 19 carries for 97 yards. This week, not so much. 19 carries again, but this time he only had 57 yards and just – you know he just doesn't. And again, the offensive line hasn't been great. Uh, I know just from looking at the Twitter. I know a couple guys talking about you know number of different times when he you know he had guys in his face. No sooner than he got the ball, uh, I don't care who you are, Henry Thomas. I mean, short of being Barry Sanders and being other juke guys out of their their shoestrings, you know that's hard to do. You know to to get any kind of momentum going when you got guys in the backfield already. But there's just something about David Johnson, and you've been on this now for a few weeks, even before we started this podcast back up, where it's just. Listen, this guy was doomed from the get-go with this football team. All right. I mean, I don't care what you say. The fact that you were traded, I mean, listen, if you'd have been traded for anybody else, short of any if you anybody short of JJ Watt, DeAndre Hopkins or Deshaun Watson, the 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 That's a good trade. The I, well, I don't know if it's a good trade because you're paying you're you're paying the fourth highest paid running back. And when you look at where he's at in relation to the other – I mean, your top three paid running back – or your top five are somewhere in the likes of Derrick Henry, okay? He's not in that category. He's not in any category. Alvin Kamara, not in that that category. And um, who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Uh, McCaffrey, okay? Oh, and Zeke. Zeke, and Zeke, yes. All right, so those are your top five paid running backs in the National Football League, okay? One of these things is not like the other. And that's David Johnson. David Johnson is not. Other than the fact that he's a running back, that's about the that is about where the similarities stop uh, with him and the other four paid highest running backs. So um, again, he's he's had a a a X on his back since he got here. And I get it. He came in with a chip on his shoulder. He was going to prove everybody wrong and what have you. But. Um, I think what we've learned is that David Johnson is just an average running back in the National Football League, and for what you are paying this guy when you could have just kept Carlos Hyde and kept the, the, the duo of Carlos Hyde and, and, and Duke Johnson, who you know, you've been stumping for him for the last few weeks now. Please. Uh, three carries last week, only four this week. Uh, don't know what it is that they don't like about him, but whatever it is is clear. Uh, I, I, wouldn't even call, I don't even know if he's in the doghouse. They just don't give him the rock.
1: Yeah, and I don't I don't know what it is. I don't maybe he's fumbling in practice or something. I don't know. He's what doing something or not doing something. He's not doing something, but uh, except cashing cash a check for minimal work.
0: Cashing checks is exactly what I saw a tweet on uh, the old Twitter sphere today. He is the, the Texans have two of the top fifteen paid running backs in the National Football League. Yeah. Okay. You have you've got uh, John uh, David number four as we just mentioned. Yeah. And Duke's uh, clocking in at fifteen, making a, a whopping five million a year. Which uh, you know, if, if if you can get it,
1: yeah, it's good work.
0: All right, considering, like I said, he's not even a. I mean, he's not even a third down back right now. Mm. Okay, he's not even a third down running back right now. And and again, I guess that just goes to show the mismanagement, the the cap mismanagement, and just the overall personnel mismanagement from uh, one Mister Bill O'Brien. And and that's going to be one of those deals where we're going to see the uh, and and you're seeing it right now in the defense as well. Uh, that defense has regressed in the last few weeks. Uh, Zach Cunningham continues to look like he's just in no man's land right now. Wow. All right, that poor bastard uh, doesn't know left from right right now. That D-line outside of J.J. Watt is getting gets no push whatsoever. Whitney Merciless went back to being on the milk carton and he's been on for pretty much the entirety of his season. Uh, this is a team that right now sitting at 1-5, you know, you could – you could say, well, the solace is, is that, hey, at least we've got a, you know, we're 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 heading towards a a top ten pick. Yeah, you're heading towards a top ten pick, all right. The only problem is you don't get to make it. Not at all. You don't get to touch it. You don't get to touch that pick. The Miami Dolphins, uh, meanwhile, are sitting at three and three, and they're just sitting there looking at you, going, "Yes, Texans, please continue to get worse and worse. Continue to <laughs> put that uh, that position up or that." that you know that that uh, draft spot higher and higher because uh you know we don't and of course we, you know we're ways away from the draft but uh this is just you know, you 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 look at what happened on on Sunday, and you know again the Texans uh, offensively they came they came to play they made it a ball game uh, took a lead with just under two minutes left to go, and then of course the question that has you know pretty much dominated the airwaves here as of late, especially here in Houston and some nationally is you know the Texans go up seven thirty six twenty nine minute fifty to go, and of course I don't think anybody in their right mind thought they weren't going to be able to stop them, uh, so you know for and and clearly Romeo who knows a thing or two about defense. Knew they weren't going to stop him either, apparently, and said, let's go for two. Exactly. I mean, it was dictated
1: throughout the game. He made the right call. It just they just it didn't get executed. You know, it was an opportunity to put the game out of reach. I mean, even if they score and get a two-point conversion. It's, now you got to get an onside kick.
0: Yeah, which that's next to impossible these days.
1: We're running that down. So... I think it was the right call. Like, you know, I don't understand. <laughs> Shut up. Your armchair quarterbacking, because if it works, oh, Romeo Cornell is great. Old school football, he just put the game out of reach. Shut the hell up. Either way, if he didn't go right, you got something to talk about. If it goes right, you got something to talk about. Because guess what y'all doing? Same as me talking about it.
0: It's the uh, proverbial if it go if the play works you're a genius if the play doesn't work you're a moron. Exactly. I mean that, that's 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 really all it came down to. And you know you and I were talking before the show. Romeo Crennel is playing with house money. Oh, without a doubt. Okay, Romeo Crennel, Romeo Crennel not going to be the head coach of the Texans next year.
1: He knows it, and would like it. You know it. I know it. He knows it. He's just going out and getting him as so many as he can, and <laughs> that's what he was
0: doing, going for the win. That's it. And and you know that's one of those deals too where okay if this t- and you and I talked about it before uh, in last week's episode, you know yes you started out zero and four you you get a divisional win if you can beat the Titans now you're two and zero in the division you're two and four yes. and you know things. You know, again, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're in playoff contention or now all of a sudden you're all, you know, you're the, the AFC elite. But at the very least, now you've put together a two-game win streak. You're two, you know, you, you, you've made some hay in the division. And if you can beat the Titans at their place, yeah. you feel pretty good about the rest of your chances against a Jaguar team that, of course, and then Doug Marone comes out today and says there's a chance that, uh, you know, we could bench Gardner Minshew. Okay, and? And? I mean, what, 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 where did that come from? Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you bench Gardner Minshew? I mean, he looked terrible on Sunday.
1: Yeah, mustache too big. And can you
0: please tell me why, and I'm just a quick fantasy rant here. If James Robinson is your best running back, why is he not on the field more? I, I just – I can't for the life of me understand that. And then when you put him in the fourth quarter, he, you know he, he, he's a, a huge part of the, the last touchdown drive. Now, granted, too, um, who are they playing? The Lions. I mean, obviously they, they could care less because they were up two scores at that point. But um, back to that – real quick, though, to that point, Doug Marone might be the second biggest moron after Bill O'Brien when it comes to offense. These, these self-purported offensive gurus, we really need to stop. Okay, we need to stop with calling guys offensive minds until we see proof that you've done something with an offense.
1: Uh,
0: I don't know why they're calling.
1: I mean, Bill O'Brien's never been an offensive guy, in my opinion. No. He was uh, coordinated with the Patriots when they won. Yeah, big deal.
0: How does you that and happen? I could be co-offensive coordinators of the Patriots when Tom Brady's. I mean, oh, uh, Tom got Brady got more. I tell you what. Talk about a, a the best job reference ever. All right, on your resume, uh, yeah, I led a Tom Brady offense to a you know number one ranking in the NFL. Yeah, real, yeah. What, what did you do? All right. I mean, there's nothing... You know, the one thing we've we've noticed, and and I will say this about Tim Kelly, who I have never been, you know, uber impressed by, or or. Uh, you know, especially for a guy that was a, what a D lineman uh, in college, yeah, uh, right. if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I will say this: he is definitely calling plays to the strength of Deshaun Watson. He's gotten the wide receivers more involved. Brandon Cooks likes a, looks like a different guy. Randall Cobb looks like a different guy. In your estimation, what do you think the difference is with Tim Kelly running the offense versus what we saw through the first four weeks, where that offense looked like it couldn't get out of its own way? He's trying things. Okay.
1: It's nothing it's not the regular, it's not the ordinary. It's like, look, we got a playmaker. Let's try to get the ball to him. We got this. It's not going to be this structured where you're on this play, we run that play. He's like, look, we're going to we're going to let's make something happen. Let's open up the offense because our best asset at this moment is our offense. Yeah. Our defense ain't stopped. I mean, nothing. They they're like a a. a a bad drink of water from Mexico. You can't stop nothing after that, you know.
0: No, they they've uh they they've continuously gotten worse as the season's gone on, and you know, the question you and I had before the season started was who's gonna rush the quarterback? Exactly. You know, that that's a huge problem for them and right now, uh with the way things are, right now the Texans have the thirtieth ranked defense uh in terms of yards and have the twenty sixth ranked defense in terms of points. Uh, they have the thirty-second worst. Def- they have the worst defense in the league when it comes to rushing the ball uh, against the run, and they have the twenty-first worst defense against the pass. And you're welcoming in a Green Bay team, which has a pretty good quarterback and a pretty good running back, exactly, and I are mean, coming off a beatdown.
1: Yeah, coming off a of embarrassment. So yes, they're going to have you know they're coming in for some redemption.
0: The Texans are now that team on the schedule. Um, and I'm going to borrow one of your terms, where you call the limousine to pick them up. Oh yeah, make sure they're there. You're, you might, if you're the the Green Bay Packers, you might just go ahead and order a bus, so that way the whole defense shows up, because you want the entire defense. You don't want anybody. Oh. Call a party bus. I don't care who it is. I got my boy over at Sam's Limousine. Uh, I, I can I can give you his number if you need. Because um, you're going to need. You you want them there because I, there's nothing about this defense and and let me ask you this. I mean, if you're Anthony Weaver, if you're if you're Romeo Cornell, what are you saying to this defense this week?
1: You got to get better. <laughs> you got to get better. It's, I'm not there's no way of sugarcoating it. There isn't. There's no way of putting it as like um we didn't stop the run. We we couldn't get pressure on the quarterback. Uh we couldn't cover receivers. We we were never on the same page. I mean, we were never, ever on the same page. So you, you, you got to get better, you know? I mean, Green Bay's going to come in here and, and flip a coin. What do we want to do, run it or <laughs> throw it? That's how bad you've been. Are we going to run the ball? Or should we? Hey, let's take a page out of uh, Kansas City and just run it down their throat because they ain't stopping nobody. No, You know?
0: Uh, in the last five weeks, excuse me, six weeks, Texans have given up 166, 230, 169, 162, 75, and 263 yards, respectively. Ah, yeah. And the 173 was the only
1: game they won. Uh,
0: no, the 75. 75. Yeah, they give up 75 yards to the uh, Jaguars. And that's the game they and won. And that's the game they won.
1: Stop the run.
0: Good things happen.
1: You can get an opportunity to rush the passer. Because if you don't stop the run, play action is going to get you. Not like you got the best linebackers with the with with great instincts. They're reading keys. That's the best thing they can do. Oh, it's a run. Oh, no, it's a pass. The guy's open behind you because you, you, you had to come up to support and help with the run.
0: What surprised me the most, and maybe we overvalued this guy, but Justin Reed looks like he's gotten worse, has regressed this year. Um And maybe it's because he's being exposed because there's no he has no safety help. I mean, that first year he was there, he had Teron Matthew next to him, okay. And you know, we've seen now that Teron's back in Kansas City. When used the right way, he's a he's a different he's a different play, different player. Whereas Justin Reed this year, I mean, it's more of a. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, if I was H E B, I might want to have him CGI'd out of those commercials because that, that was him. That's him. Yes, he's the popper guy. He's yeah. He's uh, he's, he's, he's in there. Well, they. I mean, they, you know, you get rid of DeAndre.
1: Yeah, got to put somebody in there.
0: And I guess JJ said the hell with it. I ain't got time JJ to be doing no H E B commercials. you still owe me for the
1: last <laughs> two. I ain't doing. It. I think y'all owe me some money for the other ones. Mom's still looking for her royalty checks.
0: I just I. I, I I, I, Zach Cunningham looks worse this year. And, I, I, I mean, is it because there's no uh, – Bernardrick McKinney is gone? I mean, does, is that playing a factor into why he's he's looked uh, a step slower this year or just looks – I mean, it's not so much they look a step slower. They just look out of position.
1: They're out of position because there's no communication between the, the three entities of the defense, defensive line, linebackers, secondary. There's still – got to be some communication and a a fit on the field. I mean, with all the X's and O's that go down, almost every play that they draw up, if it's a running play, they tell the the running back, okay, you got to make one of them miss. Because everybody else is accounted for. Against us, they're not fitting like that, so they usually don't have to make anybody miss. Maybe, you know, when they got to make somebody miss, they're 8-12 yards down the field.
0: I've got a radical suggestion, and I don't know how radical it is, but I think it's something that uh, if if I'm the Texans, I'm seriously considering. the The trade deadline is November third, and you've got some tradable assets on this team. You do not a lot, but you've got a you've got a few. All right, you've got a few. I mean, let's put it this way: if if Will Fuller, you could you could get something out of. You get some second round pick. All right, you get a second round pick out of Fuller. Fuller. Yeah. Um, you could probably hell, you might even be able to dump duke johnson now maybe you probably won't get him maybe won't get much, much of, for a fourth or fifth round pick but hell you ain't using him yeah you that okay using him. so i mean so if you can if, out of if you can salvage a pick out of it
1: cut that that 5 million
0: cut that 5 million off um but here's the guy the one guy the nuclear option and you already know where i'm going with this here comes the bomb you already know where i'm going with where this where you going with this 99 jj if you if a team called up today and said, I'll give you a first round. and Now, I don't think they would give. I don't think you're past the point of getting a first round pick for J.J. Watt. But, you know, if you get a second and a fourth for a team that has zero picks. I mean, they've got picks, but let's call it what it is. They don't have any first round picks.
1: No first round, no second
0: round. If you told me I could get a second and a fourth for J.J. Watt at year 10. In a, in a season when you're one and five.
1: When, uh, how good's your team? Are we like in the middle of the pack? Am I going to pick like 10, 11?
0: <laughs> well, it's going to be a contender.
1: Yeah, it's got to be a contender. Because,
0: I mean, if you're a shitty team, you're not trading for J.J. Watt. Yeah. But if you're the 49ers and you've lost Joey Bosa.
1: Definitely lost Bosa.
0: Okay, Bosa's gone for the year. You need some. You need some pass rush help. I mean, listen, they didn't look bad the other night against the Rams. Right. All right. I mean, that defensive line came to, that defense came to play against the Rams the other
1: night. Not they, their defense didn't come to play. Not like their offensive line did. Good no, their God. offensive line
0: mashed. <laughs> their <laughs> offensive line mashed.
1: Yes, they did. You they know? came out with uh, – I know they got the uh, top uh, defensive line, but we're going at
0: them. Tell you what, there was a couple plays where Aaron Donald – got pushed back. Oh, yeah. I mean, he looked he looked mortal uh, they, for a few they, plays they uh, did a, Sunday they, night.
1: They did a good job of, you know, when you're that dominant a uh, defensive lineman and you know or expect where the chip's going to come from, where yeah. the bump's going to, where the double team they did a good job of mixing that up. I mean, when he was rushing and – thinking he had the inside move and that chip came or the outside move where you normally expect it coming in from I mean they did a great job of just really confusing him How much experience. does it help
0: though that they see him twice a year Oh a bunch Yeah Oh Cuz you know what his moves are right I mean a you kind of know I mean at the very I mean you kind of have an idea what he might do
1: Yeah cuz you can only come back when you see a team twice a year there's only so many new moves you can break out Right that makes know. sense that makes sense you know, I'm I was a rip, swim, slap, swim, rip, spin guy, and you know,
0: Detroit, Detroit uh, the Bears and the Packers all knew that.
1: It's like uh, he, I, you know, when he dipped that left shoulder, he setting up the club with that right arm. You better be ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but would you? I mean, here's here's the reality of it. Okay, JJ's in year ten this team realistically right now i mean th- let's put it this way you're not you're, you're not going to make the playoffs this year right okay you're one in five you're probably going to get a house i mean real quick let's just take a look at their schedule just real quick um just to get an idea uh they get the like i said they get the packers this week okay uh that could get ugly cuz like i said the packers got something to prove and and, and again this is a ga- this is a team now henry that People are circling on that on that on their schedule now. As a win, as a win. Not only as a win, but you know, listen, if I got incentives in my contract, especially in those last last few oh, weeks yeah. of the season, <laughs> we got to beat there. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not missing that game for the world. Um, so right now, I mean, let's just let's just take a look real quick. All right, uh, you've got.
1: Wait a minute. Is it the Packers this week?
0: Yeah, you get the Packers this week. You've got to buy the following week. All right, so obviously you can't lose that week, but I could see the Texans finding a way to do it. Uh, then you got the the Jaguars again, again. Okay, that's at Jacksonville. All right. I mean, ideally, you'd like to think they could win that game, right? I'm putting a right? W down considering, they'd already, considering they've already won that game. Yeah. Um, but that's but the thing of it is, oh, that's that's uh, November eighth. All right, so that you know you don't know what they could have done by the the deadline at that point. Okay. Again, I, I, okay, so real quick, all right. Still so, a W, all right. So you you like it as a W? Then you're at the Browns after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: The,
0: I'll give the Browns that win because the one thing one thing we know about the Browns is this: the Browns will beat the teams they're supposed to. Yeah. This year, but they're not ready for the prime time. Okay. I mean, the Steelers proved that. Yeah,
1: that running game might be.
0: Oh. It, Kareem Hunt will go bonkers. Yeah. And here's the thing: you don't. I mean, you don't have anybody to rush the quarterback. So. All, right, so, all right. So even little spindly ass Baker Mayfield, who is, dare I say, starting to tread into Case Keenum, Kirk Cousins' category. Yeah, I've been saying that from the jump. You have. I'll give you that. You have. I was a. I was. A, I've been a Baker Mayfield supporter from day one. But I, I with the weapons that guy has. With the run game and the, the receivers and the tight ends he's got, and I'm sorry, but listen, Kevin, Stefanski's, Kevin Stefanski is doing the, yeah, we want to mash the ball, because he doesn't trust Baker Mayfield. That's why they're mashing the ball the way they are. Okay. Uh, at least that's my – I mean, listen, when you got ODB and Jarvis Landry and you okay. can't throw for over 300 yards a game, are you kidding me? And it's not like the offensive line was the same offensive line from last year. Like, they went out and made improvements on that offensive line. I mean, he's getting time to throw the ball. He's just not accurate. Uh, then you get the Patriots, the Texans. All right. Patriots look bad Sunday.
1: Yeah, they've been going through some things.
0: I mean, they, they, listen, they looked like they had the COVID on Sunday.
1: And they, they said it. Look, we didn't we didn't really practice together. We didn't do a whole lot. Yeah.
0: We, you
1: know, And it showed. And they said we came out no longer the days we can come out and just do it because of who we are. He got to get that work in.
0: No, you, you realize this is the first time he's been uh, under five hundred since 02
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean that's insane. That's I, that, that's, that's some ridiculous numbers but right there. Nobody can bounce back. Oh, hey, listen, d- count the uh, count the Patriots out at your own peril. Uh, all right, so the, so I like that as a win for the Patriots. Uh, Texans at Lions. That's
1: hey, a toss That's going to be a shootout.
0: Yeah, but don't your boys always come to play on Thanksgiving? Oh, uh, it's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving day. Can't beat the lions. Back, <laughs> you ain't beating the lions on Turkey Day, and will the real? Will the real Detroit Lions please stand up? Right. Okay. Lions went out and put it on them. Now again, though, it was the fucking Jaguars?
1: Yeah. See, I think the only other team that gets a, a better bust in the Texans is Jaguars. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Make sure they're
0: there. Well, that and the Jets. Okay. You, you want the, you're circling that game too. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, Colts to the Texans. Uh, Colts came back. To, did did the Colts show anything to you this last weekend? Down twenty-one, nothing. They come back. Uh, Rivers basically played for his season on Sunday. Yeah,
1: they 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 stepped up and they rallied and uh, I I I to I hate to say it, but they became a team that day. You think so? I think so. You know, because all the games before it was like, eh. yeah. River sucks. Well, what's up? You know, I thought they had a good defense. They kind of came together on that game. No, they
0: rallied. They yeah. absolutely did. Uh, then the Texans are at the – I like the Colts to win that game, by the yeah. way. Uh, Texans at the Bears?
1: I'm giving it to the Texans. The Bears are a hot garbage dumpster fire. They're just – they don't know what they're going to do. They got Foles. They got uh, to risky. They don't know what they're going to do, so.
0: You like the The Texans to go into Chicago and beat the Bears. In the cold, yes. You're crazy. Uh, Texans at the Colts. Um, They have a hard time winning in that stadium anyway, no matter who the Colts. Then you got the Bengals at the Texans and then the Titans at the Texans. Uh, They're
1: going to win the last two. Because they ain't going to have nothing else going on. Bengals are still – By this time, the Bengals are still going to be searching.
0: So you got this team finishing somewhere between 5 and 11 and 6 and 10. That's where I'm at. Yeah. That's it. That's that's all they got going for them.
1: And, I mean, offense is playing surprisingly well. Yeah. Last two weeks, unbelievable outputs. And working together.
0: So that being said, would, would you hold on to 99. Because here's the because here's the other thing too. Here's the other thing too. Knowing that this team is five, you know, is a five win, six win team, we've we've got them capped somewhere between five and six wins. Mm-hmm. You don't, I mean, name name me a playmaker on this defense.
1: Oh, yeah. Um. I mean, name
0: me a, name name me one guy on this defense that is going to. I mean, because JJ Watt's got what two years left. Given all the injuries and whatnot. Now, I mean, he's playing pretty solid this year. Given, I mean, this is probably the, best, the healthiest he's looked in a while.
1: All right. What's his stats?
0: Uh, as a season, J.J. is? Three sacks, 12 tackles. There you go. Yeah, so he leads the team in sacks. And then he's got six quarterback hits, three tackles for loss. And like you said, he's got 19 total tackles. Well,
1: I, I su- suspect he's going to do well sack-wise. I think he's going to end up with about six more because he's only one away from 100. So, and they they – everyone's been saying, it. oh, he's this much from 100, this much from – a. so I know he knows and it's on his mind. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I never knew where I was career-wise when I was playing. I knew what, where I was season-wise. Yeah. You know, because they had some numbers attached to it <laughs> at the end. But career-wise, I never knew where I was until I, it was all over. What would it take for you to move J.J. Watt? Um, A second-round pick.
0: You got to get a second.
1: Got to be a second-round pick and fourth or fifth. So it's got to be two picks. You got to be. And it's got to be initiated or not. I don't want no contingency pick.
0: you know who I'd almost call back up. I hate to hear who Arizona. I'd almost call them back up. Hey, listen, you fleeced us once. <laughs> Let me get a do over. Let me get that second next year and a fourth for uh, JJ. I don't
1: know. I don't know if the uh, no, no, they're they're building. They, they feel like no, no. I get
0: that, going. but here's the thing, though. You don't you don't think. If you're, let's Think about it this way, all right? Because you basically know that if you're getting J.J., it's a two-year deal, right? You're going to get him for this year and probably next. I think his contract's up at the end of this year. And he ain't going to get the fat contract. I mean, you know, he's probably going to get, a, what, a $12 million deal, something like that. I, I hate that you said he ain't going to get a fat contract because
1: that sounded fat as hell <laughs> to me.
0: Holy okay, crap. Okay, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. He's not – the days of him getting a five-year, $100 million, those those days are over,
1: okay? Right, unless those two years turn into something special. <laughs>
0: I'm telling you, I teams- mean, listen. Stranger things have happened. I mean, yes. I, but I, I would, I would caution if I was a team signing him with his injury history. You right. know, I mean, again, he's he's you know he's a torn peck away from the season being over. You know, right. and we've seen that, we've seen that, we've seen that happen.
1: Seen that jump up on
0: it, but man. here, think about it. But you know, teams like an Arizona who are sitting at four and two. They listen. The NFC West is wide open.
1: Oh, that they're turning into the hottest, uh the toughest division. Okay.
0: There. Because you're yeah. between Seattle, all right. Listen, San Francisco as beat up as they are, they're gonna be they're they're gonna be there at the end. They're
1: finding ways to do it. Okay. They now, showed gr- it to the Rams.
0: Now granted Raheem Mostert's out again. Right. All right, that dude just can't stay I mean, I swear to God, that dude st- stays banged up. Jimmy G can't stay healthy. All right. I mean he keeps getting banged up, but you know, he did enough to he did enough uh Sunday to to you know to get a dub. Yeah, but when he is healthy Listen, when he's healthy, he's a good quarterback. He, I don't know that he drives that, that as,
1: offense, though.
0: I don't know that he's as I don't know that he's as great as we thought he was gonna be coming out of New England a couple years ago. I don't know that he's quite lived up to that hype. Because you know, the thing about Jimmy G is Jimmy G's not just gonna sit back there and just slice up a defense. Right. Okay. He is but but I'll tell you what though, I think he does fit that um Shanahan offense very well. Okay. Because okay. I mean, he can, run, he can run a bootleg. I mean, listen, he's a poor, I mean, listen, you don't think he can. I go back to the same thing, and you and I have talked about this time and time again. All right. Can he run a bootleg? Because that's, right. we know that's the, four, the, 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 the core fundamental of, of a, a, a fund, foundation of a Shanahan offense or right. Kubiak Shanahan offense is that you're running some bootleg. Got all right. And your bootleg. quarterbacks are going to, and I'll tell you what, uh, don't look now, but Debo Samuel being back goes a long way too because they didn't have him for the first four or five weeks. And having him in that lineup changes everything. Because I'm going to tell you what, Debo Samuel is – that's a man out there. Mm, That's true. Because I'll tell you what, when he put on that – was it third and seven third and eight and they did a little end around to him right and he got stopped and then banged through three dudes and kept trucking and, and picked up that first down to put the game out of reach uh there ain't a lot of wide receivers that can do that right not a lot of wide receivers that are gonna be trucking dudes uh with guys hanging off of them the way debo samuel did so um but no my point is you throw jj watt on that arizona defense that's a, game, that's a game changer because you feel good about what they're doing offensively already. We know Kingsbury's an offensive guy, we get all that, but you throw you put J.J. Watt opposite of Chandler Jones on that D- line with Buda Baker as your safety, and you got and you talked about it uh, we were talking about it last night, the two corners that they had, Patrick Peterson, and I can't think of the other kid off the top of my head. They were batting things away. They, I'm telling you they I mean again were covering. Now all of a sudden, you got a healthy JJ Watt on one side, you got a healthy Chandler Jones on the other. You got some things to worry about. Now all of a sudden, game planning for the uh, the Arizona Cardinals just got a little bit different. Yeah. Well,
1: I just don't see the Cardinals giving up that for him. You don't think so? No, not at all.
0: Listen, they're still dancing. You don't think so after they're still uh uh <laughs> Making probably got a they probably got a damn uh, uh, picture of Bill O'Brien on a dartboard somewhere in the in the executive lounge in Arizona uh, that they laugh and throw jokes at every time uh, B O B's name came comes up when DeAndre goes off or something. <laughs> uh, I uh, because listen, Jack Easterby's still there, so you know he'll do something stupid. Well, and we still haven't figured out what the hell he's doing there.
1: Hey, he's he's going to be the new general manager, so.
0: Well, and that's the and, and I, I'm sorry, but that gives me zero confidence <laughs> because you know what that tells me. Is that? All right, and you know I heard a uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Eric. I think it's Eric Weinstein. And Ooh, that's a rough name right there. Yeah, no relation to Harvey. No relation <laughs> to Harvey. Let's just get that out of the way right now. No relation <laughs> to Harvey whatsoever. And one of the things that. Eric Weinstein, and he, he, he's got a podcast, and I can't think of what the name of it is, but he, does, he goes on like these three-hour long, just, I mean, this dude's just gone. Yeah, he's off right. on some next-level shit. But I love talking to, uh, listening to him, because he does say some really just off-the-wall stuff. And one of the things he talked about in, that, that in corporate America and in boardrooms across America is what he sees a growing problem is groupthink. And that back in the day, you know, you had disruptors, you had dissenters who weren't doing it just for the sake of doing it, but had different ideas. And so you had the and so when you had, you know, if you've got a group of 10 and two or three guys have different ideas or or, or aren't necessarily in line. And it's one thing, like you said, to be different just for the sake of doing it versus. okay, no, they bring a different viewpoint. okay, and. So maybe you don't adopt everything but maybe there's things that they're saying that you can incorporate into what, you know, the plan's going to be moving forward. And so my point in all that is is that if Jack Easterby was nothing but a yes man because I know we've talked about well maybe he was the lone dissenting voice when Bill O'Brien was making all these cuz he was on board with all the picks and all the moves that were made.
1: You got to be to keep your job. If you,
0: if Jack Easterby's worth what they, uh, now you could, now. okay, to your point, yes. Because here's the other thing, I don't, well, I guess Brian Gain landed back in Buffalo. There you go. Okay, so he went back to Buffalo. All I'm saying is this, is that, and and, and maybe you're right, and I guess guess that's the point, is that I want to know, was Jack Easterby, and we'll never know this. But was he dissenting? Did he? Was he the guy that said, you can't get rid of D-Hop for that?
1: You know he was.
0: Do you? I know he was.
1: It's the only reason he's still there. The only reason he's still there. I, I you don't think? Agree. It's the only – because you, you, we're on the same page. We're working this out together. But he was the one voice there to say, well – if you guys want to do it, I'm with you. I'm behind you because, you know, this is my group. But but I don't think I don't, we should do it. I don't think that's So you the think vote.
0: he was the dissenting voice and, and – It's the only reason
1: he's still there. Because otherwise, if he was just a yes man
0: – He'd have been gone too.
1: You go, you go with the man that you said yes to. So, I right, get out the door. Yeah. You know – don't let the devil hit you with a good loss. Okay, quickly. so
0: I, I I could see that I I, I that does I, I'm just I'm that's the million dollar question for me is what was Jack Easterby's role and if you're and and I that's my it's, I just I don't know and and that's it we don't know if we'll ever know but to your point if if he's still sticking around yeah something that he was doing Cal McNair liked and thought okay maybe we should have been riding with this dude from the get go boom but he's also the same guy that punted on Brian Gain after a year plus. So I that's what I'm saying. So I mean, I got, I, I got expi- uh, aspirations. I got my
1: on that job too. You know, I mean, that's what I'm
0: saying. Like with Cal McNair, I mean, and, and I get what you're. I mean, I would, I would give what you're saying credence uh-huh. if it wasn't Cal McNair. Oh, you see what I'm saying?
1: Therein lies the rub. You know what I mean? Because I, <laughs> listen, if this was
0: New England, if this was Kansas City, uh, hell, if this was, uh, I mean. Green Bay, I mean, I don't know, me any other t- I mean, it would make sense like, okay, you're, you're you know out you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. okay This one I just don't know that I trust because with Cal McNair at the helm, why you got rid of Brian Gain and gave uh, uh, Bill O'Brien that much power for a guy who had just won division titles, right, and it's literally was unprecedented in your sport. To do what you were doing, to give a middling head coach that much control so that and, and again, so you know he obviously he learned his lesson to some extent by getting rid of Bill O'Brien, but at the same time he keeps on Jack Easterby. We don't know what it's going to mean in the grand scheme of things because right now at the end of the day, what does a GM do during the week all right during the season other than what? Uh, uh bring in players to uh you know that you bring in each week to take a look at that you you know might shuffle off and on the practice squad no
1: nah, they got a lot to do they got a, they're involved with the advertising and the money coming in and uh how we do this and how we do that they're involved a lot well the, okay Outside they're doing they're the, doing
0: the operational stuff right, right? Operational. I mean, okay I get all that but I'm just saying and which he can do that's fine yeah. but I'm just saying from a personnel standpoint he's not doing i mean how much how much do you think jack Easterby is doing right now from a personnel standpoint because ultimately that's from a fans from a where we sit yeah the GM, I mean, you know from your playing days, obviously, you know, what a, you, know you know. more to what the GM does than the average you know, Tom, Dick, or Hank. But for us, all we care about is what, who you signing, how much you're signing them for, and why the fuck did you do with that with our draft pick? I mean, that's all we care about as, as, as fans, right. right? We just want to know what's the product you're putting on the field.
1: I got you. I and so
0: that's what I'm saying. So how much do you think? I mean, this guy was the team chaplain, for God's sakes, in, in, in New England. Like how I mean, how much? And I listen. I've joked around for a while that I thought this dude was the Joel Osteen of the Texans. I mean, right. do we. I mean, you know, do we really know what he does? <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, do we really know what he does? Uh, so now that's. But I, I listen. I think, and I guess it, it brings it back to my point. If you're Jack Easterby, I'm listening to all calls on JJ Watt. I'm listening to all. As a matter of fact, I'm saying this. Anybody not named Deshaun Watson. It's available.
1: Well, I agree with you on listening on all calls, but it's just what I'm – I'm more concerned about what, what am I going to get What the haul I'm taking. You know, I need to I need to know I'm getting because – Well, J, like you said,
0: J.J., you're doing nothing less than two picks.
1: Yeah, you got to. I mean, because if you do something stupid, but then, you, then but, you just fall into the same category. As but the if you're –
0: here's the thing. If you're Cal – I'll tell you what, if I'm Cal McNair – I'm going, and again, Cal McNair, I don't think anybody's been impressed with how he's run this franchise since his dad passed. Um, but if I'm Cal McNair and have just an iota of, of, of chutzpah about me, I'm going down to Jack Easterby's office and I'm telling him, listen, everybody not named four is up for grabs. I got you. Okay? I'm in. I mean, i tell you what, I, I would take fl- a flyer on, on Laramie Tunsil at this point. Yeah,
1: that's that's a big low load. Because
0: I'm going to tell you what, I'll move Titus Howard to left tackle all day, every day. I mean, hell, he's a first-round draft pick. Yeah. Okay? Okay. So, I, listen, you don't think you get a first-round pick for Laramie Tunsell? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. You could rewrite this franchise by getting rid of Tunsell Moving Titus Howard to the left side, okay. Kick out whoever you. I mean, you got. I mean, how you've been drafting O lineman for three straight years, for God's sakes. I mean, sure. I, I'll put it to you like this. I tweeted this out yesterday, and I and, and I already know the answer to this question, but I went ahead and tweeted it out just because I want to be an asshole. Tech Chiefs lost their starting right tackle last night, okay, uh, Mitchell Schwartz, okay, who's probably the best right tackle in, in all of football right now. All right, definitely top three or four. All right, how the dude played eight seasons without missing a sna- without missing a snap. All right, um back spasms or whatever, he goes out, okay? They move Mike Remmers, who's played with seven teams, all right, who they picked up off the scrap heap a couple weeks ago after Osemele got hurt or after, uh, you know, then they moved their center out, okay? Uh, No, I'm sorry, Andrew Wiley they kicked out, and then uh, he got hurt, so they moved Mike Remmers in there, okay? You lost Osemele last week. You lost Mitchell Schwartz this week. What do the Chiefs go out and do with uh, all that moving around with basically replacing three guys in their O-line? Forty-six carries for over two hundred yards on the ground. Okay, the most yards ever, uh, the most carries ever by an Andy Reid coach team. Wow, tied the most. uh, He's been coaching for twenty-two years. Most ever, uh, most carries ever had in a playoff game or playoff regular season. You you get what I'm saying? Okay. You move three guys around, including an all-pro at right tackle, and you went out and rushed for over two hundred yards, forty-six times. Patrick Pat Pat Mahomes was uh, uh, didn't get touched last night. 21 to 25 2 225 2 touchdowns. All right. If you don't if, if you can't adjust on the fly in this league you will not survive. And that's what we've seen with this Texans O-line. That's what we've seen with this Texans defense. Right. Uh, their inability to make a. Ju- I mean, that, and that's been the knock on Bill O'Brien since he got here. That dude that couldn't make an adjustment to save his life. No. Okay, I mean, he every now and again he'd surprise us and come out with something that we weren't expecting. But for the most part, yes, Bill O'Brien left a lot to be desired, which is why he's no longer here. But if I'm, again, get you guys out of here with this. If I'm Jack Easterby, if I'm Cal McNair, anybody not named number four, is up for grabs. And the two guys I'd be shopping heaviest would be 99 and 78. Mm. I'd get Laramie Tunsil out of here so fast, make your head spin. You are n- – move Titus Howard to the left side. You, again, you drafted him two year, uh, last year to be a left tackle in the first place. Right. Okay. Before you got – I think uh, this was before – I can't remember if that was before or after they got Tunsil. Either way. You move them to left side. You find somebody. You know, this is why you have O-line coaches. Yes, Mike Devlin sucks, but guess what? This is his job to coach up an O-line. So go find me a right tackle. There you go. Because if I can go get a first and a third for Laramie Tunsell. Oh, you got something going now. Sheet.
1: Now you got something happening.
0: Now you got something happening. And now all of a sudden, guess what? Now the rebuild is a lot quicker. Yeah. And you got a chance to
1: use Deshaun and a chance to make it to playoffs and contend for Super Bowls.
0: Oh, and then guess what? You just freed up $60 million as well. right. Okay, and you can worry about uh, that ridiculous contract you gave him. Uh, All right. Pick time.
1: Next time. Pick
0: time. Mm, Do I have to pick? I mean, we both expect the Packers to win, don't we? Yeah,
1: I expect the Packers to win. I'm going to pick the Packers. Uh, I thought I did a great job last week in picking the uh, Texans over the Titans. You thought I, mean, I you, was crazy. I,
0: I did think you were crazy. I mean, I, I, I did it first when you said it, but then after you explained yourself, which is typical. I, I, I will say this. You and I have worked together for a long time now, and I've gotten to the point with you where when you say something crazy, I don't immediately dismiss it like I used to. hmm because, I, like I said, I've worked with you long enough to know there's a method to, the, a madness. Method to the madness. Yes. There's a method to the madness. And you were a minute. You were a deflected pass away. From being right. <laughs> right, okay? You were a deflected pass away from being right, so uh, yeah. kudos to you. It's almost as if you started 14 years of the National Football That's League it. and you actually know what's going on in the field as opposed to most of the folks that we talk to on a week-to-week basis. So uh, either way, Green Bay is going to win this football game, and uh, you and I are both of the opinion that uh, the Texans need to if, if you can make a move before the trade deadline and get something, you, you can shake up your franchise and get them on the right path uh, before you know, before it's all said.
1: Yeah, and you know, and start building them stepping stones now. I mean, you you make something happen, make a couple moves. You know, your team wins a few games, get a little confidence in them. They come back next year, building on that that confidence. Stage. This season's
0: a loss. Uh,
1: I wouldn't say that.
0: I mean, let me put it this way: it's a loss in the sense of a playoffs wise. Okay. I mean, you know, You got to go out and compete. You got to you. You got to see what you got out there. All right. You got to see, you know. You got to see what you got from Will Fuller. You need to see what you are going to get from Brandon Cooks. All right. Randall Cobb. I mean, I don't know how his contract structured. Well, Will
1: but Will Fuller's the, out of until the last two weeks. He has actually stepped up. Well,
0: listen. Will Fuller's been your your best offensive guy outside of Deshaun.
1: All right. Exactly.
0: And you and I talked about it last week. I got to give fifteen credit. Okay. I mean. Yes, it's easy to be great when you've got the best wide receiver in football on the other side. Yes. All right. It's easy just to run go-routes and be wide open and and look good when number 10 is catching everything in a fucking five-yard radius. Okay. Right. It's a different deal when – I mean, Will's catching stuff over the middle. He's going to get it. I don't even think he knew how to run over the middle when <laughs> DeAndre was here. Okay. So, I mean, I, I'll give – for what he's been able to do, and the thing I'll say about 15 is this. He has continuously worked on his craft each year. Yes. Okay? Whether it's been his body, whether it's been his ability to catch. All right? I mean, hey, say this. He hadn't gotten hurt. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) <laughs> knock on any piece of wood you got will fuller has not been hurt in 2020 and uh, no. and he's been your best wide receiver he's been the he's been deshaun's go-to guy and i i can't say enough about the the effort and just the the performance you've gotten out of 15 uh in a season when he could have gone i mean listen he could easily just gone the other way and and said you know what if y'all don't want me running go routes then kick rocks yeah i'm out but no he's he's gone out and balled that's it and i i like like you said, I commend him for it. I, my hat's off to him. because and, and you know what? At the same time, too, he's playing for a contract. <laughs> that always helps. You that of all people would know. always helps. Playing for a contract is a great motivator. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> See guys come in the training camp like, man, he done muscled up. What is, this his last year's contract. Oh. And you know what? God. He has <laughs> muscled up, hasn't he? got got a little stronger got a little
0: fitter looks a little thicker around is the uh, you know upstairs so no he is uh our boy Will Fuller has definitely come to play in 2020 but like you said when uh, when there's a contract on when you got when you're talking about scrillions. yes <laughs> that ankle doesn't hurt so bad anymore <laughs> that's it
1: that's it <laughs>
0: All right, Henry Thomas. Listen, we want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in. Uh, I mean, listen, folks. It's we're we're going to try to make this as bearable as we possibly can, uh, and you know we're going to make some guests in too. Yeah, we're, we're going to make play. some guests in. We're I've got a guess that I'm going to work on. Uh, first of all, I got to find out if he's a Texans fan. Even if he's not, I'm still going to go after him anyway because he's, anyway. he's from the Galveston area and I'm sure he can talk sports. Uh, but I'm, we're going to we're going to keep that under wraps right now. But uh, we'll let you know because you know we're going to get to the point where. You know, if this team's three and ten, Ooh. I mean, it ain't like we're talking about playoffs. And, it can't, playoffs. and and here's the other thing: you can't talk about who the te- you know because here's what you do. Here's the sports radio trick, right? When your team sucks, yeah, okay, like when we the year the Texans went two and fourteen. Miraculously, that year they were still playoff. They were still in playoff contention until like week fourteen or something crazy because the whole division sucked that year. Right. So even though they're they were awful. They still somehow everybody else was bad, so they still by the you know, American yeah, by the hair of their chinny chin chin were still were still in there. So once that was done, then you start getting into well, who's going to be the head coach? You know, and we and we can discuss that. I mean, we'll discuss that as the season wears on, but at the same time, that's going to get beat over the head because I mean, it start that, comp- that that discussion starts in with Eric Bieniemy. All right, Eric Bieniemy is the number one A and one B head coach, uh, head coaching option. Okay, if I'm Cal McNair. If you know, I'm telling my my search committee. Here's here, I, the committee starts with me. Get Eric on the phone and tell. Ask. Let's find out what he needs. We'll find out what he wants, and let's make it happen. Period. Um, but you can't talk about a playoff spot, or excuse me, you can't talk about a a, 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 a pick. No. A draft pick. I mean, we can talk all day about what Texans need. Yeah, we can't talk about how they're going to go get it. Got no picks. <laughs> she ain't got no picks. So, uh, yeah. So we'll mix it up with some. We'll mix it up with some uh, guests, and, and uh, you know, who knows? But like I said, I think again, the, the the takeaway, if you take nothing else away from this this program, Laramie ninety nine and seventy eight. I'm shopping those two all day long. You you got a franchise you're trying to rebuild here, folks. So uh, you can follow us at the Freddie D at Henry Thomas NFL, both on the Twitter sphere and on the old IG. Uh, You can find Believe in Texas Podcast at Apple iTunes as well as Google Play or wherever you find your podcast. We're part of the Believe Podcast Network. So glad to be a part of it for the one, the only Henry Thomas. I am still that dude, Freddie D. H Town in America. You know we love you. Peace.
1: If Liz call you daddy, she about to be a bastard. Oh, I got way too many bitches that do it Thank for me, nigga. But thank for me, nigga.